What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And today, you know, yesterday I had the show about about the about Mike Clay ranking the 49ers cornerbacks 24th. And the more I thought about it after, and I saw people were still talking about it in the morning on Twitter. And of course, not about my show, but about the ranking. And he, but it's, uh, I thought it was, I th- it just made me think, you know, why do we care? <laughs> why do we care so much about these rankings that come up every time somebody puts out some ranking? Uh, 49er Twitter goes crazy. It makes us, it, it makes us have to get in mentions and all that other kind of stuff. Why do we get so up in arms about the way other people feel about, about our team and how they feel the league is going to shake up, shake out in general? So we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to get into it today. And, but before we get into any of that, let, uh, let's just go ahead and hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Appreciate you coming through today, checking out the channel. And make sure you get this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. So, all right, let's get into it. And once again, we're talking today about why why do we get so up in arms? And I've had shows in the past about why, you know, why do 49er fans get so up in arms about how the media talks about the team? Uh, like, uh, but, and this is just another real, really just another aspect of that conversation. But why do people, why do we think that, why do, why would that, first off, we talk about the, I talked about it yesterday on my channel on why they would take, they would put the 49ers cornerback so low. And like at 24th, and uh, and I went over the other team's cornerbacks who don't have any big names. They're counting on rookies. <laughs> They're counting on rookies that we don't even know what they are yet uh, to be to vol- catapult these teams into better cornerback rooms. But they haven't even seen them play yet. So I just wonder why, how you could say that they are unproven. But I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. Concentrate. <laughs> we are talking today about rankings in general and why they're so silly, why they don't really mean anything. <laughs> like uh, every year we go through this. The 49ers feel, 49er fans feel like their team got snubbed in rankings because, because for whatever reason, 
they, it's been going on for what four or five years now that the 49ers have ended up in the NFC, at least in the NFC championship game. And still, it seems like the team just gets no respect whatsoever. And most of it, I would say, is because of the quarterback position. I mean, if we're just being honest, it's because the 49ers have still yet to solidify a quarterback, a, a franchise quarterback at the position, uh, which that which is a whole nother conversation. Like <laughs> the the whole franchise quarterback thing, I've talked about it in the past. I don't really believe in franchise court. There's only one in the league right now. There's only one. You you got some really good quarterbacks out there, uh, but it would be more. I would be more inclined to say a quarterback that can get you four four thousand yards plus. Uh, I I don't even consider. I don't even look at uh, some of those guys as franchise quarterbacks. I, would you call Matt Stafford a franchise quarterback? I don't think that I would call him a franchise quarterback. Uh, I think he was at one time, but like right now, I don't think he. I don't think he he was. I don't think he necessarily had a great season. The the year that he put the the Rams in the, in the Super Bowl got them a ring. I don't, I don't think he had a particularly great season. I think he led the league in interceptions that year, but he still got them over the hump because you really just need somebody with some arm talent. And that's and that's really just what it's about. And the 49ers have failed to put somebody in that position uh, that has that superior arm talent. And now we're looking to get rid of that guy again because one guy one guy has proven to run the offense. I guess, and he's played more games than the other one. But before we get in there, we're talking about rankings. <laughs> so rankings. So I looked, I wanted to I wanted to start off by, you know, I talked a little bit about yesterday's show and the ranking, the silly ranking that they had of putting the 49ers 24th on cornerbacks, which I don't think is accurate. I went over why yesterday. But then, so then I started looking at, uh, so then this morning I'm turning on uh I'm turned on Twitter and and there it is. Get up, they they start talking about how they, they start putting their NFC rankings. And um I think it was Ryan Ryan Clark has has him uh, has the 49ers ranked second in the NFC, which okay, great, great. And then he's got the Cowboys, I think, ranked behind the 49ers, which I still don't still don't understand. Like, I mean, I guess in the NFC, it, it's really anybody's game, but uh, but I think it's just a lot of a guessing game. Uh, and it's easy to look at the Cowboys roster and say, oh, okay, well, they should be this, that should be that. But there's that this is the reason why preseason rankings and rankings in general don't really mean anything because the games are all about the matchup. The game is all about the scheme and the coach and the coaching, like uh, how well the coaches have have that team prepared for, for the game and for that matchup. So none of the rankings matter is basically what I'm saying. None of those rankings matter. I want to get, I want to bring up, the preseason, the ESPN preseason power rankings last year, right before the season started. Okay. They had the Bills at number one. They had the Rams at number two. 
They had the Bucks at number three. Uh, then they had the Bengals. Then they had the then they had the Chiefs. Then they had the 49ers. Then the Cowboys. Then the Packers. Then the Chargers. Then the Raiders. So the Raiders at 10. The Chargers at 9. Like, uh, let me just say that again. Packers. Uh, I mean, okay. Like all, all th- these, that was their top 10. That was their top 10 preseason last year before the season started. So my question is, is how did that work out? And I, and I saw quite a few people last year have the Rams ranked at number one in the top two, top three. And they just, they were expecting them to win the NFC to win the NFC and definitely win the NFC West. They were supposed to run away with the NFC West. And I think a lot of us 49er fans said, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on for me. They lost a whole bunch of pieces. And sure enough, that reared its ugly head because, because at the end of the day, like uh, so they did lose those pieces, but then they started getting injuries. And when you have no depth, you lose pieces. Now you you don't have any depth. And so when those guys started going down, there was nothing. There was nobody there to pick them up. And they ended up just terrible. I mean, they it was terrible. Not to mention, they lost Matt Stafford for the season. So, I mean, but there's a whole bunch of different reasons. But the Bucks, I mean, Brady was still playing. Why, did the, why were the Bucks so bad? Like, other than... Other than they switch coaches, and uh, I mean that that coaches. I'm sorry, uh, I'm trying to remember what his name is right now. But uh, the Bucks coach is terrible. He's terrible, and he has no. He just didn't seem to be aware that he was terrible. <laughs> like, uh, but the Bucks terrible. Bengals, yeah. I mean, Bengals were they number four? Would they be ranked number four? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, they made it to the to the what the AFC Championship game. So yeah, I I'd agree with that. They got that one right. Uh, Chiefs were number five. I mean, I I understand because you t- because they lost Tyreek Hill. So I mean, I get thinking that they're gonna at least slip a little bit and not be in the top and not be in the top two or three. Um, but they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And then, and then you got the 49ers number six, which I honestly, like, I mean, I thought was, was kind of surprising that they even had them that high, but, uh, but yeah, then the Packers were terrible. Chargers were terrible. Uh, the Raiders, I think the Chargers made the the playoffs, but I mean, regard, regardless, they were, they, they weren't good. Their defense was not definitely not good. And, uh, the, and then the Raiders were a dumpster fire. So I say all that to say, oh, East Coast, what's going on? What's going on with you, Jess? Appreciate you coming through. And But I say all that to say the rank, rankings don't mean anything. <laughs> that like, uh, so, so what that they, uh, that they, they ranked the 49ers 24th, the corners 24th. And that they ranked them second in the NFC this year, uh, and I'm sure when the power rankings come out, they're probably going to say with the disclaimer that you know so and so starts starts the so many games, 
I mean, they're already the rumor mill is is back up and moving. Now Lewis Riddick is starting to talk about is Trey Lan- is uh Sam Darnold gonna be the starter? Should he be the starter? And all that we're gonna start digging that up again. At some point, we're all gonna stop listening to the media and and just pay attention to the reports coming out about the about the team. OTAs start next week. On the twenty second, I can't. I don't know what day of the week that is, but uh, but the but the reality is is that's what that's the news that matters. What's coming out of camp? The rankings don't mean anything. Don't, they do not mean anything, and it it makes me have less and less and less. <laughs> and just says that'll never happen. People love drama, absolutely, but. I, I'm not, I guess I'm here to, to talk about the real and for, for reality merchants, it makes it, it makes it more difficult. You got to wade through, wade through for the people that are actually trying to find the real news. It makes it that much harder because you got to wade through the BS and just keep wading through it. And hopefully you find that one nugget of of reality and truth and uh, these and you know you would think that football players i guess i guess when it gets to that point you only care about the money but you would think that they would want to have a realistic view and care more about that i mean they've got money i like i i would think that you would want to have a more realistic view of you know your takes and you would want to be right and not just care about the clickbait, but nobody else cares about the clickbait apparently. So, so I guess why, why should they, why should you care? But, but yeah, so. Oh, and Jess says the 22nd is Monday. So OTAs, OTAs uh, start on Monday and really we're looking for, we got a little bit of a taste on rookie mini camp. We saw a lot of, we saw a lot of uh, little little tidbits, but the reality on that is we're not going to really know what that is until they put the pads on. <laughs> I mean, uh, kudos to to Brad. I was listening to his show earlier today, and yeah, he mentioned that, and it, it's it's true. It's true. Like uh, all this stuff, uh, the, the they're running their little drills, and we're talking about how good they look in drills. But when they put the pads on, all of a sudden those guys that you heard about that were doing good in the drills, they're not. Ta- we're not talking about them anymore. And uh, and then all of a sudden they've gotten leapfrogged on the on the depth chart, and nobody's literally nobody's talking about them. They, then you hear that they got cut or they got put on the practice squad. So I can't wait for the OTA portion, not just because uh, I really mini camp because that's when they'll start to be able to put on pads, but. But at least in OTAs, they you know they have their little one-on-one air matchups, and you can at least get to see like the the athleticism portion, and and you get to see more of more of the players because right now the rookie in rookie minicamp they were playing against guys that probably aren't going to make the team. So so and I mean I know that uh, everybody was all hyped for a few of these guys. I mean Joey Fisher, I mean couldn't even make it through the practice. Which I know that I know that this is another aspect of of all of this that during r- rookie minicamp, I mean, 
it, it's not really it's not really a blip on the radar until they can't make it in a in an actual like OTA or training camp uh, practice. If that if it was that, I would I I would be more alarmed. But I don't think Joey Fisher is is going is the answer that everybody thinks that he's that he is down the road. Like I mean, I I think he's going to be a guard <laughs> at best and the 49ers are kind of stacked at guard right now. I don't I don't know what what his future would be with the team. Like uh, I know that he played tackle in college but he would have the shortest arms in the league uh at tackle if he played tackle. So it's I don't know. I'm not I'm not looking I'm not looking at Joey Fisher as even newsworthy like right now. Right now. But the I would say that the Jire Brown Jire Brown looking decent. I think that the people that look decent, it's good that they look decent in rookie and rookie minicamp. At least they look decent in rookie minicamp. Now it goes on to the next level of OTAs when you mix in some of the vets and some of the some of the other players. It'll be it'll be interesting to see that uh, them go against those guys, and then we'll start to see how what level those guys are actually at. And so I'm excited about OTAs, but, but yeah, so we're talking about the, I was originally talking about rankings and I don't even, I like, uh, I want to rank. I, I like, I found myself, I was looking at the schedule and I'm trying to predict the schedule. Right. And, and I'm like, I can't even really accurately predict the schedule because I don't know what's going on with the teams. I don't know who's starting. I don't know what the matchups are even going to look like. And so when we're, we're, we're watching these shows and they're predicting like uh, we're predicting like 12 and five. Cause I know that I did that. I thought 12, 12 and five, just based off of what I think right now, but some rookies are going to are going some of those rookies that that came in are going to be starters and they're going to affect how we think of the team and then also some of those rookies that are coming in are not going to be starters that they thought were going to be starters and and then that's going to affect the team because now all of a sudden they they have to pivot the game plan so i just don't know if we can even accurately predict a schedule like uh, and then there was another interesting tidbit there's another interesting tidbit uh, that I saw in uh, today about travel for the 49ers and that, you know, they've got, how did they word it? They said, uh, let me get the exact wording. I want to get... Here it is. So the net, it's a new stat, net rest. (laughs) So equals the total days of extra rest versus a team's opponents over the course of the season. So, and the 49ers were dead last in this, in this category. It's not even a stat. It's just a category. So they actually had what? 20, 20 less. What was it? 20 days. 20 days 
less uh, or more, 20 des- days more travel time than than the next, or not 20 days more, but they had three more days next to the Rams. Like uh, the Rams were 17 and KC's 13, Atlanta's 12, but the 49ers dead last. And th- so they're going to be traveling more than anybody, basically, is what they're saying. And and it's not even so much in a mile standpoint from but from an hour, from an hour, a time, a time frame standpoint. And I don't know that that's a good thing for the 49ers. I don't know that it's a bad thing. Who knows? Like, I'd like to see what in the past, what teams had like high. Were ranked that that low on the totem pole and still made the playoffs, you know, like where, where they ended up. So I'd like to see where the Chiefs traditionally are as far as that kind of stuff goes. And I'm going to have to look into that. I think that's that's an interesting tidbit to uh, another another thing to to dive into while when we don't have any real football to talk about. Like, uh, but I'm definitely going to have to look and see if there is a stat out there that you can quantify around around that. Like, it's it's an inch. I think it's an interesting uh, kind of twist on on the uh, on the schedule. And if there's something that you can point to as to man, but the 49ers had to travel more than everybody. And not that we want excuses, but if it's if it's quantifiable then that would be something that it's like that you could look to in the future and be like, Hey, it's going to be a rough season because we've got to travel more than everybody. Not that it's an excuse, like I said, but, uh, but if it's quantifiable, it's quantifiable. Like, so, I mean, that that's the way I look at it. Um, but, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting tidbit. And, and then you've got, There was something else that I saw today, um, but but yes, rankings. Okay, so I did. I do want to get back into the rankings because the I look at I look at the way this team is is built and the way that there's a couple of other aspects because I thought that we thought our team was deep last season, right? It was super deep. I thought. And then we thought that Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, a um, couple of other guys uh, were going to give us provide us with supreme depth, and they ended up not. I mean, Verrett was didn't even make it onto the field, didn't make it onto the field. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley got hurt right away. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway out for the season early. There was there was just a lot of there was a lot of injuries again for the 49ers. And I mean Eric Armstead missed a big chunk of the season. Uh, and then there was a couple of other guys that that just didn't make it, didn't make it through. And but I th- I feel like this season is a little bit different in that aspect because they're not putting any eggs in the basket for a Jason Verrett this year. Uh there's none none of those guys that they're just sitting there waiting, waiting for to be. So when you talk about rankings, I think that the 49ers actually have a chance this season to be a little bit a little bit better. And when you're talking about 
the cornerback rankings. I think that they're they should definitely be ranked higher this season than they were last season. I mean, I'd I'd be and I'd have to go back and see what they ranked the corners last season, but I think that that they that they should get ranked higher this year because uh, Demo is going to be a year. I think he's going to be a year a year better. Uh, you got Javarius Ward who proved himself last year. He's uh, he is a really that was money well spent. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got uh, Sam Womack in his second year, which he had flashes last year. Uh, for whatever reason, they didn't want they just they put him on special teams and left him there. And I think it was more because of the run fits and all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought of how they're, how they could possibly think that the 49ers are going to be worse when they didn't have the depth last year. They didn't have the depth. They have more depth this year. And I think even some like with looter coming in, uh, I heard somebody talk about Ambry Thomas this year. I I really don't think that he's going to be around. I would love to see Ambry turn it around, but my 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 gut instinct tells me that he's too much of a he's too much of an of a head case for me. Like, and when I say a head case, there's nothing that he's done specifically. It just looks to me like like his his play is run by his emotions and as he string if he strings bad plays together it gets in his head and he and he kind of just nose dives like a lot of players but specifically for him like he doesn't his it just it doesn't look right and i think you've got a Daryl Luter coming in who by all accounts is looks like a grown man uh, I'm really interested to see what he looks like when he gets into OTAs and when we get into camp, uh, because I, I really want to see him against some better competition. I think he has a chance to really be in the mix, not just a special teams player. I just, I just have this feel. He's one of those guys you just, you know, you have a feeling about him, and and yeah, it's the. But it's nice to hear. I, I will tell you this: it's nice to hear that that people are starting to think more of Cameron Latou and Braden Willis and, and Mason Crosby or not Mason Crosby. Wow. Where did I get that name from? <laughs> uh, Jake Moody. <laughs> like uh, it's, it's nice to hear people starting to be more positive about the picks. Uh, I would love for Cameron Latou to be better than what I think he is, but uh, but I do think more of Braden Willis. I do think more of uh, Darrell Luter. I think that Moody has a chance to be good. Like, but but I think that it's it's kind of a it's you're at a wait and see. You don't know what it's going to look like um, until we see it. So uh, with those guys, and then I do like I'm I'm I am positively. I'm surprised by uh, Jalen Graham because I thought he was going to be a nothing from what I saw, what I saw. And then Croc and Croc and BD Peacock shout out to locked on 49ers. Like uh, they broke down his play and like, uh, and I mean, I th- he's, he probably looks the most like a Al Shire type than anybody, as long as he doesn't have to cover anybody. <laughs> so 
that it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting this season, but when rankings are involved, just keep in mind, I would say just keep in mind to everyone out there that that they don't mean anything. The it doesn't matter what people if all the mean all the rankings mean is that they don't know. They don't know anything about your team and that they're about to be surprised. Because I would say that the the beat writers, the and I wouldn't say all the content creators, because God knows, like uh I get a lot of my information from from the professionals. Like uh but 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 when I come up with my opinions, it's based on what they what they have to say and and I trust those beat writers and the people that are in the building to give us that information. And then plus we're looking at the, the press conferences. We're looking at the, at the tape that, that everybody gets to see and basing our opinions on that. And then you get the, the preseason games, all that kind of stuff. But it's just, it, it's like, I put more stock into that than somebody else than a ESPN ranking because ESPN honestly doesn't know anything about her. They're basing they're basing it off of last season. They're not even paying attention to who the 49ers got in the building. They don't even know sometimes mid-season who the 49ers got in the building. They're they're talking they're giving us uh they can't even pronounce our guys names correctly. So just don't take too much stock into it. Like that's all I'm going to say. And as we get closer to OTAs and uh, that kind of stuff, there's going to be, I just had this feeling there's going to be a tidal wave of information like uh, coming this, this year is a lot different from last year. I would say uh, last year, there was so much, so much information coming out and uh, about this, that of the third Kinlaw getting ready, uh, Trey getting ready to be the starter, like all that kind of stuff. They there is surprisingly little little to no real big time information coming out. It's kind of a lackluster offseason, I would say for a, as far as from a news standpoint, but uh but yeah, it's going to be like a, I'm really I'm really anticipating OTAs and we're hoping that you know we have something something more to to go off of than rookie minicamp. Uh, we didn't even really get a lot of videos out of Brookie Meeting Camp, which is which was surprising. Like uh, so, it's gonna it yeah. Just just stay interested. Just stay stay interested and stay just getting 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 ready because I feel like it's coming. Like uh, OTA when OTAs hit, I think that is when the 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 media is already trying to pump out a bunch of fake stories and fake news. But don't don't uh, don't be fooled by that. It's the real news is coming. So so yeah, stay tuned for that. But tomorrow I'll be back. Like uh, and then I'm gonna and uh, I'm going to to be uh, well. I'll tell you what I'm gonna be talking about tomorrow. But like uh, I have, I may be having a, a guest with me that I want to talk about some actual positional groups. What I see coming from uh from a couple of different uh, the different positional groups and uh and we're going to start breaking down the defense offense all that good stuff getting you ready for OTAs but but yeah make sure that 
you give this video a like, make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so that you get the notifications for when I go live. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can be friends every day, every week. And I will see you guys tomorrow. I know it's a short show, but the reality is, is I'm never going to force feed news down your throats, especially news that I don't think is news. And But we are going to start getting into these positional groups. I'm going to start getting you ready for OTAs. So stay tuned for that. I Like I said, I will see you guys tomorrow. And as always, go Niners.